Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, it was it's that very spooky, scary time of year. That that very eerie, ooky, pooky pooky. time of year. Spoopy. 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 When we celebrate Grandparents Day. What? What? Grandparents uh, Day. Woo. I think it, you have a Halloween. Basic <laughs> confusion happening here. Today apparently was Grandparents Day, at least at my child's school. I don't know if the rest of the world were celebrating their grandparents. Although, you know what? If you're not celebrating your grandparents today, why not? Because I think Grandparents great. Day should be every day. That's right. Grandparents are great. Also, can there be like a middleist child day? Because we don't. We don't get days a lot. Tay, there has to be a middle child day. There has to be. There's a day for you know everything. What? There's there not, though. Be. If there's not a day for somebody, it's the middle child. Other middle children will agree with me. <laughs> That's because middle chi- middle children always think that nothing is for them when actually everything becomes about them. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're speaking very specifically about one middle child. and I don't think that's fair. I don't know. I have experience with at least two middle children, personally, and <laughs> I think they're good about making everything about them. Plenty. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, I don't deserve that. Maybe Travis does. <laughs> Let's be honest. We know what you're talking about. Uh, so, no, it is not Middle Child Day. I'm sorry. Duh. We'll celebrate that every other day of the year today. <laughs> we are celebrating our grandparents and so mom and dad got to go to school and charlie's little class sang a song about grandparents well actually all the classes did starting with like the they do like a daycare so they started with the daycare with like i mean these kids like some of them are babies like straight up like six months old did they sing I mean, no, like the six months old didn't like sing, but it was very strange because like mom sent me a picture and she was like, cause it was just for grandparents. So like I wasn't there, but like she sent me a picture and she was like, look, they did like the little, little kids. And it was very strange because it like some of them are like two. So like, okay, you know, they're doing something. They're kind of dancing around. They're saying some words, but like some of them were straight up infants and they're just like, people are holding them and they're just like staring at everybody like, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, I, I learned this weekend that your baby could sing, and, and she's an infant. That's fair. I mean, That's fair. It, it's not just kind words. of a... La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she opens her mouth, like, and moves her mouth like she's in a bad dub. Yeah. 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 There's, like, a small monster behind her singing, and she's just... <laughs> I don't know why she does that. There's a tiny demon deep inside. Uh, but they paired, it was very clever, they paired Grandparents' Day, which, by the way, one of the songs they sang, they just rewrote the words to other songs. Yeah. And one of them was You Are My Sunshine, except for it was about grandparents. Uh-huh. So I think that was intentional. Like, not just aimed at my mom, but... Just moms. Moms. Oh, no. One dad. And dads. Everybody. They both like, cried, didn't they? Oh, every. I'm sure the whole room was crying. Everybody's crying. And then after it's over, they're like, now we are having the school book fair. <laughs> so if you want to take oh. your grandchildren to the school book fair, we welcome you grandparents to Wait take them a there. Second. If you maybe want to purchase a book or two or 20, 
we have toys also. Go ahead. So so what you're telling me is Grandparents Day is a made-up holiday invented by the book fair to sell books. <laughs> if someone designed one of those little traps where, like, you set up a box with a roller propped up and, like, you have to get something to get the person to go into the box, that'd be mom's. Just like, just like the song uh-huh. with Charlie singing it and yes. then her school book fair, mom would just follow that that candy trail exactly right into that box right right into the book fair where i i mean don't get me wrong i i have a we always welcome books in this house policy that i don't have that policy with all things that you could buy my child but with books like fine yeah but the books at the book fair aren't book books some of them are not some of them i would call more like activities and yeah. less book and some just toys some of them are toys so the one of them was just a straight up it was a toy not a book not in any way there were no words printed on it <laughs> it was not a it was not a book um but there were books in there there were books i always loved the book fair i did too i feel like the book fair has always been in it's always been in fall but i feel like it's always been in october because i always i mean i always want to buy spooky stuff but specifically i remember there's like counting down the days till i could buy the newest goosebumps and any new yeah. like scary stories to tell in the dark collections like that's what you went to the book fair for i remember that i remember looking for those um i looked for all kinds of books i was always just one who would like randomly pick books that looked interesting and just delve into a whole new series that way um do you remember they always sold like a lot of posters of like sports cars uh-huh and kitties i had a i, I bought a <laughs> <laughs> that's where i got and i owned like the original Often mocked, but but rarely seen, the kitten hanging on a rope, and it said, hang in there. Oh, no. Which is actually, like, it's kind of a really hey. desperate image. <laughs> like, because it's this tiny little kitten just hold, hanging on by, like, a claw each to this, this rope. And it's like, hang in there, but you're definitely not going to get back on that rope. We all know this. That's really true because it's not kind of like a oh hang in there. It's like a no seriously <laughs> hang in there. You are going to fall off this rope, and I don't. <laughs> you are up against a sky blue background. I have no idea where the floor is. We're sending in a rescue team. <laughs> hang in there. I think this explains so much in my life. Like that's the image that hung on my wall. And <laughs> it's like yeah, I get it. Never not that kitten. Uh, I don't remember ever purchasing the posters, just the books, but I just, I always remember like coming back from the book fair and, and all the kids in the class having posters and me thinking like, surely that's not the purpose of this. Is that the secret, the secret job of the book fair is to get all kids to like paper their walls and fancy sports cars and And buy the weird pencils that are like rubber, you know what I mean? Yeah. That bend. Uh huh. Or the ones that smell good. Yeah, weird pencils. Weird pencils. Weird erasers. Era- yeah. Weird pencils and erasers were a big part of the book fair. I was always guilty of getting those books that were just like quiz books. Like you ask your friends, like, mm-hmm. do, you, yeah. do you like summer or fall? What's your favorite color? And you write in all their answers on all the different pages. I always got those. Yeah. I totally remember like the quote unquote cool boys. And we're talking like third grade. So let's nobody was cool. But like comparing the car posters that they bought in the classroom after the book fair. <laughs> Like, I got a red Corvette. Well, I got this, like, silver, like, Jeep. And, like, mine's cooler. No, mine's cooler. It's like, oh, you guys are going to do this for the rest of your lives. (laughs) And there was always that moment where the teacher had to be like, yeah, go put your book fair stuff away. Because all you're going to do for the rest of the day is want to talk about book fair stuff. And we have other things to do in elementary school. I was one of the few kids that was like, but can't I just keep reading? (laughs) 
Is it okay if I just read this book? No? Okay. Okay. Cindy, we're going to have you read other books now. Oh, thank God. Okay. Just so long as I'm reading and not communicating with anyone else in the room except the teacher. Thank you. Is that what you sounded like when you were a kid? I'm assuming. Okay. When I see when I see myself at that age, I assume that's probably the voice that came out. I just want to hang out with the teacher. Gosh, Charlie said that to me the other day. I just want to talk with the teachers, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so <laughs> oh no, <sorry. laughs> you're mine. I have made the, you the sins of the mother." <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not just grandparents' day and book fair day. That is not the spooky time of year. I tricked you all. Well, <laughs> I don't think you. I don't know about that. It's it's really it is Halloween in keeping with the theme. We uh instead are going to talk about uh haunted houses. Ooh. Spook. Um they are not as filled with information as a book fair, but they are things that kids like to attend. They're mm-hmm. filled with thrills, chills, sometimes spills. Uh-oh. <laughs> Less grandparents um, clearly. Hopefully no kills. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Ills, maybe. Ills, you could be. Ills. I've seen people vomit in them. Um, yeah. Uh, but bills, you you need bills to get in there. Mm-hmm. Dollar, dollar bills. Um, maybe some frills. Yeah. Maybe some frills, depending on the fancy level Quills. of the haunted house you're going to. It could be like a dead baby doll or like a Victorian lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Did you say quills? Mm-hmm. There be, could be some quills. Could be some wills. Mm-hmm. Like guys named Will? Guys named Will. <laughs> I don't know what started this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Anyway, haunted houses. <laughs> yeah. Things that don't have an ill sound at the end can also still be in a haunted house. So mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like you and me and all of your teen friends. Not with me. Because that'd be weird if I was taking a group of teenagers to a haunted house. What am I doing? That I'm 35. <laughs> Uh, I think you're setting yourself up for the index kill in a horror movie, just clearly. <laughs> uh, I remember one of the um, my favorite haunted houses is the one that strangely we made <laughs> in Riley's elementary school art building. Mm-hmm. A um, very very small building. Yeah, I, it's, more, it's a room that stands alone. It's weird now that I think about. By the way, that there was a specific building mm-hmm. out back. That, that was, was the art building. Art and music. Half of this building was a room for music and half of this building was a room for art. <laughs> like, why weren't there classrooms? I don't know. Because it was like a little outbuilding. It, it was, was a like shed. a large shed, <laughs> which encompassed all <laughs> yeah. of art and music. Uh, but anyway, the, we turned it into a very spooky haunted house. Well, when what, how old were you? <sighs> Elementary school, maybe third grade fourth grade mm-hmm. and we like hung up trash bags to make like everything you know, black everything dark and to like make the walls you know that's the classic haunted house move right sure. trash bag walls sure mm-hmm. um there was some part where i think justin was a vampire that led these groups of children through <laughs> this very very small haunted house um and then i i think you're right that i was the doctor with like a chopped up person mm-hmm and like fake guts. Yeah. Justin was like, want to stick your hand in? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's gelatin. That was maybe a little scary. Yeah, maybe. For, for like eight-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. 
Also probably bad for your brand, Sid. I don't know if that's a, uh, you know. Is that allowed? Right, as a doctor? Uh, I was not a doctor yet, to be okay. fair. That's that's true. <laughs> Once you become a real doctor, you're no longer allowed to be a fake doctor. <laughs> and I think, like, I was, like, a, you know, a, a fake spooky doctor. You know, they always yeah. do that in haunted houses. like The, the mad scientist. Yes. Hmm. Like, clearly not. I was not impersonating a physician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad was in there, too, somewhere. I don't really know what, what dad's role was. I don't remember that. I don't, and I don't think mom was in it, but if she was, she did this once. Taylor, you may remember this when we were little. She set up a haunted house at that rec center that we used to spend a lot of time at when we were kids that mom volunteered at. She set up a haunted house and she was like a fortune teller because she turned uh, like a fish tank into a crystal ball. I remember that. She may have also done that for this haunted have. house now that you say that. That sounds very familiar. Mm -hmm. I still remember like that fish tank crystal ball. I don't know why that stands out to me, but she turned it into a crystal ball and did like a fortune telling thing. I think she was having like a very Stevie Nicks moment. Yeah. It's very crafty. Yeah. 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 Um, so not one of the spookiest haunted houses. No, <laughs> it was also very short. It was like, oh, you walk through and oh, there's a spooky doctor. Oh, a spooky fortune teller. Oh, you're out. That, that's that's it. it. That's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the art building. <laughs> um, I I was always a little overwhelmed by haunted houses. Um, as much as I like watching scary movies and things, when I actually got in haunted houses, I was the person who like would have somebody in front of me that I was just holding onto the back of their shirt at, with my head down. And, like, <laughs> technically, I would go through the whole thing. Without looking at anything. But I would not see anything other than my feet. Yeah. Have we talked about the best haunted house, which is the the spooky ride at Camden Park? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I I feel like we may have mentioned yeah, this. Yeah, because we talked about the wall of gum. Yeah. yeah. That, your that's eyes only scary point. from a hygienic standpoint. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's our local amusement park that is excellent also kind of scary in the sense that you don't know if it's gonna stop working or not or if you're gonna get tetanus or not i mean many things are scary there many real life scaries but you uh yeah there is a wall that is entirely covered in wads of gum in the haunted house mm -hmm. they, like because you're on a little car on a track and as you go past it i guess you could add your gum to the wall but it is scary because you accelerate towards the wall and then turn suddenly, and you're you're not just accelerating towards a wall, like, ah, I'm going to crash. It's like, oh <laughs> I'm going to crash <laughs> into this wall that is covered in hundreds of wads of chewed gum. I am Please, having, like, any a... other wall. Like, this is, like, a <laughs> doctor's nightmare. Well, uh, and they also have it lit by a black light, so it's, like, the glowing wads of gum. Mm -hmm. oh. oh. Just shiny yeah. and fluorescent. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. See, I don't... I, I'm very much, like haunted house specifically like i'm i'm one of those like i laugh when i'm scared and mm -hmm. i feel like i can't look away like i don't know what i'm trying to prove but i'm definitely trying very hard to prove it aka mm -hmm. the person that get picks picked on the most in a haunted house because that's the most annoying person to have going through it. <laughs> yeah. i'm not afraid yeah. of you oh chainsaw oh i'm so scared and inside i'm like i'm so scared <laughs> yeah um, I'm the opposite person. I'm uh -huh. the person that gets so scared that there have been times where the people working feel bad and they're like, no, we're just like, we're fine. You're fine. Like I went to one with a friend at an amusement park that was supposed to be sorority house themed. 
And the first thing they had you do when you go in was put on blindfolds and then take a shot of a mysterious liquid that I think was like just Kool-Aid or hmm. water. That seems dicey, but It continue. does seem dicey, but they immediately come up to all of you and hand you like these like plush sleep masks and they're like, put on a sleep mask. We're having a sleepover. You're, this is your like, I don't know, whatever you do when you join a sorority. Uh-huh. And I was there and I was like, oh, I can't. Like, I'm not going to put on the blindfold. I was telling these people and I never like confrontation with anyone in any position of authority. I was like, y'all know I'm not putting on that blindfold. And they're like, OK, come with us. Just real quick. Just come with us. Hmm. And I thought they were stealing me. But really, they just took me to the back and let me spook my friends. But they also told my friends that I had been kidnapped. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> See, I, I have I probably should avoid haunted houses because I am the person I remember doing this. There was something that we used to have locally called the haunted trail. And it was really scary. Tay, did you do the haunted trail when you were a teenager? Uh, where was that? Was that in the park? At, Ritter, at the park. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was at Ritter Park at our local park. And they would um, like you just they would lead you kind of through like the like the woods around the park, basically, because like. Our park is, it's like there's the park and then there's all the woods around it. And so mm-hmm. they would kind of lead you around through the wood part of it, um, not just out in the open. Because that doesn't sound very scary, does it? Just walking through a park. But you were secluded and it was at night and you would go as a teenager with all your friends because it was scary and it was like the cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they inevitably, it, the the scariest moment is always like a guy chasing you with a chainsaw. That was the haunted Isn't, trails. Like, yeah. yeah. Isn't that always the the number one fear of any haunted corn maze trail outdoor thing there's always a guy with a chainsaw yeah always yeah mm-hmm. and i i am scared of it from a very practical standpoint in that it is dark and it is uneven ground and i don't know if that's a real chainsaw or not and yeah. i'm afraid you're gonna trip and i'm almost yeah. positive like haunted trail in a park in west virginia it's a real chainsaw I mean, yeah. it could be like I am not. I know that sounds very naive, but like there's there's a decent chance it's a real chainsaw. It could be. Uh, but that but I I was the person who like if people got too close to me, tried to like jump out or chase me and got too close, I become angry and begin <laughs> yelling at them, which is not a great look. <laughs> no, I, I'm the person who goes to like seriously don't touch me seriously don't touch me until I'm like yelling like I am serious. Don't touch me. Stay away from me. <laughs> Whatever you do, just don't touch me. We'll be fine. <laughs> like, that's me. I think that and was that's always... not really fun. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have a, between fight or flight, you were more of a fight. Yes. I, okay. I decide, like, I'm going to punch this chainsaw guy in the face if he comes at me one more time. I don't, I've never done that. I'm not right. saying I would do that. But, like, that's my, mm. that's what my reptilian brain is telling me okay. to do yeah apparently I mine's think... very broken because mine is like make a funny pun joke laugh <laughs> cower i think my number one question before going to any haunted house has always been can they touch you yeah. like if they can just look at me if they can chase me fine can they touch you if they can touch me i i don't know if i can did you know take you to weston what did we take you to the asylum one time Mm-mm. oh we never taken you there, there is i remember you house, telling man, me about it and you i said can they touch you and Maybe you that's said what I'm thinking yes, and I said no, <laughs> I cannot. I remember you being in line for things and saying like a billion times, but can they touch you? But can they? And me being like, no, Riley, no, Riley, no, Riley, but can they touch you? No, Riley. Yeah, that's just like, I don't like it when people, I don't like when people I know touch me without asking me first. Like if some random that's fair. person dressed as a clown comes up to you and starts like, like for example, 
there is a haunted house that is like a haunted house trilogy experience adventure that is out in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia where there it's actually scary because there is no cell service. Mm-hmm. That's the scariest part. But the first part's fun. Like you get in the back of this like flatbed truck and there's hay, hay bales and they drive really slow and there's paintball guns around the edges and you shoot at people dressed as zombies that are slowly walking towards you. Real paintballs? Yeah, but they're wearing Yikes. like all protective gear. They're just covered in like you know yeah, but still. camo stuff um but i mean they're all actors of course like they signed up i hope they're well paid it. if they're just getting i don't know i don't know about that sons. but the second part's a corn maze and the last part's a big house that's real spooky and um there are no rules at this place and uh. there was a guy that had a chainsaw except he didn't just chase you he would like slowly walk up behind you and start like breathing on your neck and like He'd, like, grab your hair. Not, like, grab it, but, like, gently brush against your hair. It's like, please, please. I'd, like, literally anything else chase me. I don't care. Please, literally anything else. See, I am not. I I am very much about haunted houses that have that, like, as you're walking in and you're waiting in line, the people are saying over and over again, do not touch them. They will not touch you. Do not touch them. They will not touch. Because I'm fine with that social contract. Don't have to worry about it. I won't touch you. We're good. I that that's really a good social contract for life. Do not touch them, and they will not touch you. Y- y- sure, but I mean, for me, when I go to a haunted house, I do want to be scared, and I think like <laughs> I if if they're saying that in line, I'm kind of like, so then what's the difference between this and just like playing a spooky video game? Or Taylor wants them to, to touch. Her. Well, it's just it's that level touch of safety. Me. It's like it's the difference between like you know like exploring a spooky abandoned house or like I don't know like riding a roller coaster that has a million safety checks it's like i know i'm gonna get on this roller coaster and everything's gonna be fine it's gonna seem like it's scary but everything's gonna be fine versus like who knows what could happen that's <laughs> Taylor real wants some scary real terror in her haunted houses she wants the real possibility that something I, might happen like her. <laughs> you know when they come out and they make you sign a waiver i'm like oh yeah i signed my life away let's see what happens to it <laughs> uh, i like the waiver haunted houses <laughs> I want to I want to talk more about that because I think I really think that the nature of the haunted house has changed over time. I think a lot of that has to do with like people who are making haunted houses at their own houses, you know, you know, like, yes, at their own homes. Yeah. Um, home haunt. Exactly. Home haunters. Uh, but before we talk about that, let's check the group message. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Good group message. I missed that. So. I Cooper took it over for a while with baby sounds. <laughs> it's true. Uh, our first uh, sponsor we want to tell you about this week on Still Buffering is Green Chef, a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. Now, the really cool thing about Green Chefs uh, specifically is that they have all kinds of different meal plans for you to try. So it's something that you can really customize to, you know, the way you eat and to into your lifestyle, which is really nice so that you know that what you're paying for and what you're getting is going to be stuff that you actually will eat and enjoy. Um, and those include things like paleo and vegan and vegetarian and keto and gluten free and omnivore and carnivore. Um each ingredient is thoughtfully sourced, and it's journey tracked from planting to plating. So you can let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. We've all tried Green Chef. We have. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we have all had successful meal experiences with it. Even their, even their vegan meals, huh, Tay? 
Yeah, no, their vegan meals are awesome. They're uh, they're they have a variety of organic ingredients. I mean, they're delicious. As I've said before, I am I am no cook, but somehow I don't manage to destroy them. I, I've impressed many a friend with them, not just on the fact of like, hey, look, I I made this, and I don't know how I did that, but also like it's vegan, and you didn't even like know. <laughs> That's when you know you're having good vegan food when like carnivores are like, man, this is good. I'm like, haha, it's vegan, tricked you. <laughs> well, and I will attest to that because some of the meal uh, some of the meal plans that I've tried through green chef have not necessarily been i mean i'll eat pretty much anything is that's the that's the vore i am yeah (laughs) um i will eat anything but even the meals that we've gotten that are you know keto or vegan or you know something that i don't necessarily stick to gluten-free are really yummy Mm -hmm. so that's cool it is so if you want to check out green chef riley what should they do um, you can get $50 off of your first box of Green Chef, which is such a good deal. And all you have to do is go to greenchef.us slash buffering. That's greenchef.us slash buffering for $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Now, sisters, let's say that you've got a home haunt and you want to advertise it, nice. but you don't have a website. <laughs> you need Squarespace. Yep. That's right, especially me. If I if I had to make a website, I wouldn't even know where to start, except Squarespace has my back because they can help me create a beautiful website about my super spooky home haunt um, and showcase all of the hard work I've done making fake scary things in my yard and walls out of garbage bags. All of your wonders of inf- of inf- wonderments mm-hmm. of inflatables. That's right. My entire fantasy of inflatables can be showcased on my home haunt site i don't have a url for it yet (laughs) (laughs) working on it uh and i can announce upcoming times and days that you can attend it and uh what special projects we're working on um and they do this by giving you beautiful templates that are created by world-class designers they've got powerful e-commerce functionality so if i want to go ahead and start like selling home haunt kits to you to start your home haunt i can do that with squarespace They've got free and secure hosting and nothing to patch or upgrade ever. So, Taylor, if our listeners want to make their own wonderful, beautiful home haunt or otherwise website, what should they do? Well, they should go to squarespace.com slash buffering. Uh, You can get a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch your site, you can use the offer code buffering and get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So go to squarespace.com slash buffering, make your site. Uh, when you're ready to launch, use code buffering and save 10% off. So I really do think that over time, and I am not someone who attends, like Taylor, like you've mentioned, the more extreme haunted houses. Nor that's, am I. Yeah, that's just not my bag. I, spook. The, the one we referenced, by the way, Weston, is uh, called the Asylum, I think is actually the name of the the haunted house part mm-hmm. of it and it is housed in a former uh psychiatric hospital in the middle of west virginia it's a it's a beautiful building by the way it's the have i said this before it's the second largest freestanding stone structure on earth wow after the kremlin crazy it's in the middle of west virginia giant hospital very beautiful building um and you can do like tours of it too like they'll Not do that spooky. you can even like stay the night in it and it's just i mean like they don't 
as far as I know, there is no like trick to it. You just <laughs> you can go stay the night there if you pay. The trick is that there are ghosts. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good trick. Uh, but they do turn one of the one of the other buildings because it's like a collection of buildings. They do turn one of the buildings into an actual haunted house. And I will say that it was one. Of, they don't. They they can't touch you. They can like brush up against you, but they're not going to grab you. Mm-hmm. They don't do that kind of thing. They don't like try to restrain you or keep you somewhere. Yeah. Um. But they can get super close to you. Yeah. And they they do something that I think for me is a bridge too far in a haunted house, and that's they use kids. Mm. Uh, spooky kids. Yes. Mm. Spooky kids. I find that so scary because that was the thing is I was following Justin through it, clinging to the back of his sweatshirt, like looking down at my feet, terrified in this thing. And as I'm looking down, a little kid, a little like scary ghost kid looks up at me, like comes and like peeks up under. (laughs) And I was this, I just like, I've never been so scared. Um, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. So even that is a little much for me. And certainly with like touching or grabbing. But I feel like as you see more like independent haunts and especially places like some of these places, I don't think charge money. Mm-hmm. Like there are home, there are like home haunters who do it for free. But, yeah. Um, I, I feel like that with that kind of starts to go any rules. Yeah. Or can't. Not necessarily. There are certainly, if you've ever watched the American Scream. You know, please watch this documentary. I love these people who make these home haunts. <laughs> they just, it's wonderful. It, it just warms my heart. But anyway, I think things yeah. are changing. I feel like at some point I have been willing to sacrifice the authenticity of my spooks for rules. Like, mm. I understand this is a, this is an amusement park. This is a commercial place. And this haunted house is probably going to be like five minutes long. And there are 10 of them in this entire park. And it's probably not going to be super spooky. But they aren't going to touch me. They aren't going to get super close to me. And it's not going to be too spooky. That's my that's my level. Mm-hmm. I'm good at that level. I like rules. Riley is willing to sacrifice freedom for security. I am. Interesting. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I, have, I have never been to the really extreme ones. Uh, Tay, I know you've experienced some of them. Uh, I did then- Blackout. Uh, a couple uh-huh. years ago and I, you know it's changed from what I, I haven't done it in a few years but I read a review of it I think last year because I was thinking of going again and one of the things that I thought was terrifying the year I went was that you had to go through it alone <gasps> oh yeah no, no, no. you know you were separate no. you went through one at a time um never I would never oh. y- you signed a waiver you have to crawl you have to run they can touch you sometimes they will make you consume things that do not seem particularly like you want to put them in your mouth they can they can pretend to put a plastic bag over your face what they they, yeah they stick you in a room and yell at you it's a lot no Uh, i mean no part of this sounds good to me (laughs) there was a time limit on it i think that's the thing for me because some of these haunted houses out there like They'll, they have this ability to take total control of you, but there's also no time limit on it. You could go in for 45 minutes, you could go in for three hours, and you have no control of that. That's where I start to go like, I need to know that it's going to end. I can yeah. I can be terrified for 45 minutes to to an hour straight, and I'll be okay. After that, I'm like, I, I need to know. But I mean, and that, I did it once with a bunch of friends, and we kind of all came out of it like, yeah, that was fun. I don't know if it was fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm glad I could say I did it. I don't know if I would tell anybody that I loved to do it. <laughs> and that's what that's interesting to me. The idea that there are haunted houses that go beyond like that 
creating that little adrenaline rush that, like you said, is the same kind of reason people ride roller coasters, right? Right. Just that little yeah. surge of that fight or flight response, just a little bit, in a, in, a, in a controlled, safe environment where we know on a deep level we're not actually in danger. I feel like, though, there are haunted houses now that are trying to push past that. I, and I... And I mean, some of the ones I've read about are so much more extreme. Like even even my experience with blackout. Like there there are points where it's like you're fighting against every instinct you have. Like yeah, I should I should assault this person that is trying to assault me, or I should definitely not. You know, I I don't know why this old lady wants my shoe, but I'm gonna give it to her. Like the things that you <laughs> you you would not do if you were actually in that situation. So you're still trying to kind of follow the rules of like I'm a participant in this, so I should do what I'm told. But then every part of your body is going like what? No, this is crazy. You did a crazy thing and you need to get out of here. <laughs> can, can I ask the logistics on that? If they take your shoe and don't give it back, I feel like... I was, I, I was one of the ones where... that didn't get my shoe taken, but a bunch of my friends did. Uh, and then they at the end, they like... they you you have to there's a room where all your shoes are so you kind of grab oh, your okay. shoe but it's still like you're in such a space of your mind there that like one of my buddies just left a shoe behind <laughs> we had to go back and like <laughs> ask like the scary like guy outside like yo he forgot a shoe he's like oh, okay so like they they like rounded up some shoes but uh well because that would be a big deal for you like i feel like here like i we drive everywhere yeah. there's not there's it's not we don't have yeah. public transportation really there's not like it's not walkable yeah so i mean i would just hop in the car and be sad I lost my shoe. But that could be, like, a big problem if you've got to, like, take the train home. I know. I think that was Blackout. That shoe. might have been a different one. But that, yeah. Like, I don't, it was, that was, I was glad that it wasn't me. But, uh, and it wasn't everybody. But, you know, like, scary old lady asks you for your shoe. You just go, okay. <laughs> See, I went through a haunted house, also called Blackout. It was a very different experience. I don't think this was um, Blackout. <laughs> no, it was called Blackout because it was, like, literally everything was very dark like you could not see anything all the walls were painted black and all the lights were off they put you on a rope in a group of people like when you're in like kindergarten and you're you know supposed to follow the leader so you're all supposed to keep a hand on the rope Uh they tell you to all keep a hand on the rope so that you are like following a person that knows where they're going and then there are occasionally like strobe light flashes where there are spooky things right in front of your face and like people come up right next to you and then the light flashes and there's someone next to you and then it's dark again. Huh. But like we were on a, r- a rope the, whole, the yeah. whole time with a group of people. I think that I think the pro- I don't know that 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 might kill the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's a, I think when you go to a haunted house, obviously not everybody's out for the same thing. I think some people are just my friends dragged me here. I want to get through this without like crying or or like having a heart attack i think some people are going for an authentic experience i know that that's what i do you want you want that like one moment where you kind of fall out of time and go oh god this could be real i don't Mm -hmm. think it's necessarily just a horror experience i mean we've talked before about sleep no more experience here in new york city and Mm -hmm. you know it's funny how much said that you're so worried about people touching you but you've done sleep no more a couple times and they could totally touch you in that that's a good point. That's a good point. They can touch you and like lock you in a room with them for a second and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I now, you know, what's weird, though. I never find that experience scary in the way that I find some of these haunted houses. I find it like disturbing. I'm a little unsettled, but um, I I was much more maybe this maybe I'm just weird. When I got pulled into a room for a one on one and sleep no more, I was way more excited than I was scared. Right. Like to see what was about to happen. Right. It yeah. was it was a it was a very I mean, it's another feeling that like you try to 
achieve with these kinds of things. It's another kind of like adrenaline rush. But like I was I felt very like, oh, this could be awesome. I can't wait to see what's about to happen. I can't wait to tell everybody about it afterwards. It was way more that than scared. Yeah. And, you know, I'd never want to do a haunted house where they could touch you and take you places. But I do want to do sleep no more. Yeah, that's something I'd want to do. And see, I I, I guess it's pretty close. I mean, I like both of them for the same reason, because I think there's that moment of weird. It's not authenticity, but it's that moment where you start playing the role that you're playing. You know, it's like, yes, somebody's playing a role, but you're also suddenly like, you know, you're the you're the person tearing through the haunted house or running from the serial killer or, you know, being subject to their whims. Like it's kind of it's exciting for that reason, because somehow you've been pushed beyond just being a spectator. You're now part of it. And I, I, I dig stuff like that. And, you know, it is interesting. One of my uh, friends uh, bartends at Sleep No More, and uh, we were we went out a while ago. We were talking with some of the other cast members about what they look for. Like, how do you know? Because you, you don't know if someone's going to be chill. And they have a lot of crazy stories about people, like, breaking down doors to, like, get their, their girlfriend out of a room that an actor pulled them into <laughs> because they're like, oh, no, oh, you're taking my lady. Like, like. Yeah. You know, it's really, it's hard for the actors, too, because they have to try to find people that look basically like they're down for it. And everybody's wearing a mask. So, like, it's a hard yeah. game of trying to just pick the people that seem to be like, I, I want to do that. I definitely want, do a weird thing to me. I'm so down for it. <laughs> so I just Which try is, to, like, pump and, that and energy the- out into the universe anytime I'm in those situations, be it a haunted house or, or a live theater experience. Like, I'm down for it. Whatever it is, pick me. <laughs> That's got to be tough, though, because I would think if I were one of the actors, I would want somebody who was down for it, but I would also want my safety. I would also be concerned about my own safety because you want somebody who's not like like a creeper, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh, I like too, too down for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird to me because I can only imagine our mom went through sleep no more. And I don't imagine that she looked super down to be pulled into a room. But if no. you ask her about her experience with sleep no more, she will go right into that story and tell you about how she was pulled into a room by herself. She was pretty freaked out. By she was it. very freaked out. She, she left. Like rock a baby. Yeah. And then she, yeah. she had to she rock an empty thing. cradle. Yeah. <laughs> She was, she was very freaked out by that. Very. Which, like, is understandable. I'd probably be sufficiently freaked out. But I also feel like I put enough, I put out that vibe. It's like, don't. Like, <laughs> I will I will go through this thing. I won't be upset with this thing. I will be into it. But I will not be that into it that I want you to take me into a room by myself. I am a small person. Please leave me alone. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's, there's always that moment where you can tell the performers looking around, like, who's it going to be? And, like... A couple of us will like step forward, like me. It's me, and then everyone else yeah. just goes back, like no, yeah, <laughs> no, no. The, oh man, the, you know there are the people like that who will say, "I want to get someone who's into it," which like makes sense. Like you want someone who's into it because you know mm-hmm. they'll be more fun. I feel like to do it, and you're not terrifying someone. Sure, but then there are the haunted houses you go through. Like there was one I went through where they want to take the people who look most yeah. scared of everything. Like I was in one where these, there I forget even what room we were in, but I was the most terrified of everyone in that room by far. And they made me come up and lay in a in a coffin that Ooh. shut, and then the coffin like zoomed on wheels into another room uh. away from everyone, and I had to find my way back to the people I was with. It was like, why would you shut me in this coffin, please? I'm the most scared person here. There, that guy over there looks like he's dying to get in that thing, please. I would. Oh man. See, that's and that's where these kind of cross the line for me. Like we've we were watching a documentary about extreme and I don't even know that you would call these haunted houses. No, in I don't. My opinion. I know what you're talking about. And yeah, I agree. I, I even hate to name some of them 
Because, like, I don't want to give them, I don't know. You don't want them to oh, get, oh, you don't want them to find you and kidnap you and drag oh. you into their horror pits. <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't care about making them mad. I think <laughs> Sydney uh, wants to make it I mad. feel like that's a I, good start to a found footage uh, film. You know, you have the podcaster <laughs> dogging some haunted house, like way out in the middle of nowhere that they saw in some random documentary on Netflix, and then they, they show up at your door and make you go through <laughs> it. But surprise, I, it's really a torture pit. <laughs> it's all real. Well, they. I think that, so the, the one we were watching in these in these haunted houses they are extreme in the sense that uh one not only can they touch you they can grab you they can hold you down they can tie you up they can rip your clothes dump stuff on you spit in your face um make you eat things drink things uh they like one that we kept seeing was like they kept shoving somebody in like a like a freezer yeah like one of those big open top freezers And just, like, shoving them down in there and, like, closing it. And uh, they were something that looked very much like waterboarding. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's awful. Yeah. I That's mean, like, just, like, like, bad. It's just torture. That's just, yeah. Well, and that, um, that I, I, that's totally bridges a line. When you're straight up mimicking torture techniques, like, things that are banned. <laughs> like, and they're. And the, the the way that they make money off this stuff is by putting the videos online. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a whole other level of, like, upsetting because someone's watching them. Right. Um, yeah. And these people are, while, yes, they are consenting to go through it, um, and they are told ahead of time that it will be extreme and that all these things could happen. Of course, I'm sure they sign waivers. Yes, yeah. they sign waivers. Um, or they would have been sued by now and right. shut down. But uh, I don't know that, like, that you could ever sign a paper that would describe what, in the at least in this documentary, it yeah. appears they put these people through, and they look genuinely unhinged while they're in there. Like they have lost touch with reality and with what is happening. They are completely controlled by the people, like the. I don't know the haunters and the the guy who runs it with a camera in your face the whole time, yeah. mocking you, screaming at you, telling you that you're never getting out, telling you you're gonna die here, telling you that you shouldn't have signed up because this is the end for you. Yeah, like there's no way that you can keep track of what's real and what's not after a while. Well, and, um, and, and these people don't. Yeah. yeah, that's one of those that lacks a time limit. Like they keep you in there for as long as they want to, and you kind of get like there's a point that became disturbing for me where it's like. You know, like I said, like I've done some extreme-esque haunted houses, but they're still very like, they're very popular. They're very public. They're very safe. They're smack in the middle of New York City. Like, yeah, they, they might be allowed to touch you or like, you know, do some weird stuff to you, shout at you. But like, it, there's still that, I still feel like they're performers putting on a show and they're not getting some weird personal, like, high off of my suffering they are providing me with an experience right. the focus is still my experience and if any point and, and these haunted houses all have safe words too like a lot of the extreme haunted houses if you look at a performer and say i need out now they take you out you are out right. you're done yeah like that's how they work this, they don't want to put anyone in actual danger no and like this the ones that sid's talking about there, there's no safe words you can't get out they mm-hmm. do not physically yeah. let yeah. you out no matter how much i mean people pass out they faint they look like they're having like psychic breaks like that's you know the the brain everybody's brain is different as far as what it can take and i don't i don't want to know what my edge is as far as that <laughs> and, and i found it very concerning that the, at least what they were showing in this documentary and you have to imagine like the people who they who 
the people who make this haunted house want it to look very scary and intense to draw people in but they also want to make it look like but it's harmless um and they specifically showed people who after going through it were like thank you so much can i work for you and help you do this to other people they had several Stop people say that exact <laughs> statement yes i want to do this to other people now oh, which to, to me is like a very disturbing like as a physician i find that a very a very scary reaction and this is not this is not like a um some sort of like um dominant submissive relationship that is based on like contracts and trust and safe words and agreed upon arrangements you know i am not in any way dissing that lifestyle um this is something separate there is no safe yeah. word there is no getting out there the contract is oh you signed to say you're coming in we'll do whatever we want to you now and yeah. you'll get out if we say it's okay and uh i just i i don't know i don't know I don't know the legality of things. I'm not a lawyer, but I, f I feel like there's something there that, that can't be okay, right? Is that okay? I mean, I guess it depends on what you're signing. I, can you sign up? I mean, but no, if I you mean, sign that, like, you're okay with this, like, can they, I mean, is there just no, what if they accidentally kill somebody while they're waterboarding them? Because they could. I mean, that's the thing, like, they and they even talk about, like, they had to stop using teenagers because teenagers were, like, I think one of the teenagers was, like, hooking up with somebody that came through yeah the haunt or something and so they decided like we need to use more mature people and some of the people that they start employing are like self-identifying as like i'm a like white supremacist yeah hmm. Hmm. which I, I found a little upsetting and scary yeah. and like you're if you're going into this do you know who works there do you know who they've hired and do you know if they won't decide like this is so much fun i'm gonna keep going or maybe they just don't know what they're doing yeah i wouldn't i am a doctor i don't know how long i could hold somebody underwater yeah i mean i wouldn't do it i would never do right. that i don't understand that but like i wouldn't know so if you don't know you don't have any medical training you could accidentally kill somebody in there yeah do it i mean i'm assuming they get shut down then but like is that what we're waiting for i don't know yeah. i think this is this is beyond. Well, this is going to sound like a, a, a dad story because it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> and it is a dad story. I got this from our dad. But he told me about that <laughs> there was geez. a haunted house and this like teenage couple went through it. And the guy, the employer or employee at the end was like giving him a hard time because the guy kept pushing the girl out in front, even though the girl was scared. He was like, oh, is your, your boyfriend there giving you a hard time, making you go through all the stuff first and be in front of everyone? She was like, yeah, he was. And the employee was like, oh, you want to get him back here? Stab him with this. And handed her a knife that she assumed was one of those ones, like the blade goes into the handle, like mm -hmm. the plastic ones. But it was a real one. And she stabbed her boyfriend and the employee ran off and disappeared. <laughs> Is this true? Dad what? read this. Dad read this article. Are you sure and Dad showed didn't it see a movie and, and got confused? It. I don't know. <laughs> but he told me about this and said they weren't even sure if this guy was actually an employee there or not. I, it was one of those ones where, like, it's not, like, at an amusement park. It's one of the ones that you'd maybe go to, like, at a, at a, I don't know, that someone has put together with no rules, really. Who was it? Big Joe? <laughs> Big Joe hasn't worked here for 50 years. Oh, Big Joe died 10 years ago. <laughs> it was a freak accident inside the house. <laughs> he was stabbed with a knife he thought was plastic. Oh, no. <laughs> Now, th if this is true, though, this is a terrible story, and I'm very yeah, sorry. Yes. That, yeah, that it that is terrible. To someone. But, like, stuff like that could happen at houses like that. 
I I think, and I mean, most of them, I I am sure, are harmless, good fun. Because, like, again, American Scream, you should watch it. These are people who just genuinely love making something kind of spooky, right? For like the neighborhood, right? People, like kids and stuff, to go through. And I think that that is lovely. And yeah. I love like watching how much time and energy people will devote to just like giving somebody else like a, a moment of like ah, and then yeah. and then moving on with their day. Like I think that's wonderful. So I'm sure that most home haunts are probably like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, these are definitely the outliers. But you're right in that when you, I mean, there is that that fear of like, this is unrestricted. Yeah. This is off the, this is an off the grid haunted house. Yeah. yeah. Anything could happen. Well, I, I think I've seen enough horror movies to know. It's like, it's one thing to go, like I said, to the middle of Manhattan and go to a haunted house. And while, yes, the experience you have in there might give you a feeling of authenticity, you, you're in the middle of Manhattan. I don't know if I would drive out to the middle of nowhere where somebody has like made me like sign a contract ahead of time and like like on that one like they go through your social media and they like profile you and they want to know your fears like "Uh, yeah i don't think i go down that road i think i I think that's enough red flags for me to say nope nope (laughs) i I agree and i i wonder what that is i don't know if that's a i don't know what that is like uh, people like being scared and that's an old thing humans have liked liked intentionally you know seeking out thrills and and scares and stuff for a long time so that's not new but like there's definitely a shift towards the more intense the more realistic um and i think that kind of surprises me because if anything i i feel like i am less likely to trust people (laughs) now than i was you know well i could say just a couple years ago but certainly when i was a teenager like 20 years ago i am i am much less likely like i look around the world and think there are a lot more scary people out there than i used to believe Mm -hmm. i mean isn't that the way your generation feels riley don't yeah like you can't aren't you back to like the the old nixon days like don't trust anybody over 30 yeah i mean (laughs) isn't it like the whole thing where you know you watch shows like stranger things set in the the 80s is Mm -hmm. that that set and the kids like ride their bikes to and from each other's house by themselves at at dark or walk home from school or whatever and now it's like you can't do that can't walk anywhere alone at night like can't go out in the dark you you know walk with people which are good things i'm not saying like you should be unsafe now Mm -hmm. but i don't know i feel like there's just a more general sense of distrust well i i i will also say like i no no longer feel the desire to go to extreme haunted houses or even haunted houses in general because i think the world's just scary enough now (laughs) like yeah when you have that veil of safety around you it feels like oh i want to go get a good scare now i'm like "Mm." I'll watch a, a, a good scary movie. I don't I don't feel the need to, to seek out any fear. I just wake up with it on a daily basis. <laughs> there you I'm go. I'm going to That's watch Fox of... News for two hours. Woo! Are we kind of are we kind of living in one of those unrestricted no rules? And we don't know what it is. Oh fully man. immersive haunted houses. And we didn't even sign a contract. Where's my we waiver? We didn't even sign a contract. I want my safe word, America. <laughs> was, sorry. No, that's that's true that I wonder I would be really interested to see stats of like what age groups are going into these kinds of haunted houses, because I feel like the the whole like seeking out haunted houses is very much a teen thing. Yeah. Right. Teens and like 20s. Like that's those are the people who the like, people going to the ho- extreme ones, I'd say, are a little bit older than me, maybe starting like 18 or 19, but probably going into like, you know, early uh-huh. mid 20s. I'd be really interested Not like to know. high school age kids. Yeah, I, I'd be really interested to know if that's like going to be a generational shift where like the younger people are like, nah, we nah. <laughs> we get enough of this We're every good. day yeah. because 
you all, you older people screwed everything up and we don't trust you. And we certainly don't want to walk into your creepy basement yeah. and let you lock us in a refrigerator. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> you, you've stuck us in the forever haunted house. We're in it already. Yeah. <laughs> We're good on that. You know, there's only one way out, though. Ah, uh, voting. You, voting. You have to vote your way out. Vote your way out. Vote your way out of the haunted house, America. That's, that's the safe word. That's I the voted. safe word. Your vote. <laughs> That is the safe word. <laughs> I voted. Uh, don't let them stop you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm going to vote. Everybody will vote before. I'm going to vote. Yeah. vote. Are you going to vote, Tay? I am going to vote. I mean, I, I've, I've voted every year. I've been capable of it. And I live in New York, so it's just throwing my vote into a sea of blue. But I will still always do it. <laughs> well, we, you know, our votes, um, our votes are really going to matter this election. Mm-hmm. Rilo. I know. Here in West Virginia. You know? Yep. Um, so, vote. Everybody, please. Vote. Especially all you young people out there. That's what yes. this episode was all Hello about. Teens. It took a while Hello to get young there, people. Yeah. 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 Because guess what? In honor of Grandparents Day, and I <laughs> I love me some grandparents. We have been, I on a Little personal level, we have been lucky to have in our lives some of the best grandparents you could ever ask for. Absolutely. Yeah. All that being said... Your grandparents are voting. Yeah, they are. Yeah, more so, grand- way more so than you are. <laughs> so listen to that. That's <laughs> your- the spookiest part. <laughs> <laughs> your grandparents that like don't understand your music or your fashion and like have horrible outdated <laughs> ideas. Like, yeah, they bake you pies and then they say things. You're like, oh, granny, that's terrible. Those are the people that are controlling your lives. They're voting. <laughs> and you can love them and hug them and thank you when they bake you those pies. But just go vote, too. Yeah. Just, you know, don't tell them. Just be like, yeah, thanks for the pie, Grandpa. Um, Gotta go. Be back real quick. Or even better, like, maybe engage them in a conversation and be like, you know, I'm going to vote, too, Grandma. But here's who I'm voting for. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Let's have a let's have a good heart to heart about <laughs> you, why we feel the who way. Who knows we do. where that'll go. You might you lose know. that pie, but you know what? That's okay. I'll bake you a yeah. pie. <laughs> It'll be terrible and vegan, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's our only hope. Vote and then go yeah. tell people in a very civil manner who you voted for and why, if you want to. If you want to. I mean if you want to. Yeah. You don't have to. You can keep it secret. That's the beauty of it. Let's get out of uh, the But you know, people can tell if you voted. I saw a commercial that was pushing that idea today. Yeah. Nobody can tell who you voted for, but they can like tell if you did. Yeah, anybody can look up like whether or not someone participates in an election is a is a public record. Mm-hmm. So, huh. I don't know if that was supposed to be peer pressure. I thought that was a very strange angle it to is. take, but it was aimed at like your age group, Riley. Yep. Like your friends can go look online and see if you really voted. We're not going to be friends anymore if you don't vote. So, so there you go. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, sisters. <laughs> we took a weird turn there at the end, but I think that's okay. I think that's um, ev- the end of every episode in, for the next couple of weeks. By the way, vote. Yeah, really. <laughs> also vote. Please vote. Uh, thank you to, by the way, anybody who um, who is a listener to this show as well who came out to the book signing uh, this past week for Sawbones for, for the book that I co-wrote and Taylor illustrated. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. It was lovely to, to meet. Uh, so many people face to face and and everyone said nice things and i know i know some were still buff listeners specifically so thank you um and thank you for buying the book and uh, And i made a best of episode all by myself that's right recorded ads all by myself put it all together all by myself so you know that was a great job thank you you for doing that 
we're doing that there's that if no one's listened to it yet <laughs> it's a, also uh best ofs are a great way if you have like a friend that you've been trying to get to listen to still buff that's like a great way to share the show so got some real goofs in there so if you like us and you think like i got a friend i think would like it too or an enemy whatever maybe make a friend make a friend yeah. and send them the link to our best of that's a great way to kind of show like there are three a fla- of them. the flavor of our show they're a little bit shorter some shorter bits you can stop and start whenever you want yeah try it out uh thank you to maximum fun the wonderful network of podcasts that hosts our show you should check out maximumfun.org for a lot of great shows you'll enjoy um you can tweet at us at still buff you can email us at still buffering at maximumfun.org your thoughts suggestions questions comments all of you who are run those scary haunted houses who are mad at me <laughs> you can you can just email me and let me know that's fine i know we we like uh, all the home haunters we just don't like the ones that they cross the line yeah no i i love people who who do it for fun but uh and thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby change mine this has been still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy and i'm taylor smurl i'm a teenager and i was Please vote. Please get a please. We want out. Open Mike Eagle officially had a wrestling match. And on the next Tyson fights, I'm talking all about it. From the rap battles that got it started. Open Mike, you ain't ready. Oh, you like oh, forgetting. <laughs> and to how I hurt myself in ways I didn't know I could. That day and the day before, I got so many texts from people who really care about me who were like, please don't break your neck. The only place you can get the full story is on the newest episode of Tights and Fights. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.